Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Hello, welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My co-host today is Kim Reynolds. This is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We cover the social media news that broke in the last few days. On today's show, we're going to explore Facebook testing a search engine for influencer marketing. We're going to talk about Instagram's new mute button and much more breaking social media marketing news of the week. If you're watching this live, and we encourage you to do so, even if you're just listening listening in a podcast form uh, every Monday after it drops, we would love for you to join us on a Friday live. And if you're joining us live, we love you. And <laughs> we'd ra- we'd love for you then to do one more thing and hit share on this video wherever you're watching it, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Periscope. I don't think there's anywhere else. I think that covers the bases. Anyway, share it. We'd love for you to share this with everyone else. And another disclaimer, if you get lost in what we're talking about or want to dig deeper, go to socialmediaexaminer.com on Saturday, every Saturday, we post the show notes for this episode so that you can find links to everything we talked about. And with that, let's get into the show. All right. So, Kim, I know you're super excited about this. Facebook is testing a new search engine for influencer marketing. Yes, yes, yes. This is interesting. um, This Okay, why I'm so excited about it is if you're trying to reach the fans of a page, you can go into interests and you can, you know, find find an interest. Like, say you're trying to reach Donald Trump fans, right? So you go in, you put an interest, Donald Trump, and it's going to come back with so many more people than on his actual page because – when you when you go into Facebook ads and you target interest, you're targeting anyone who's who's ever talked about Donald Trump and they may hate Donald Trump with a passion. And so it's not super, super effective. But if instead we could go directly to the Don and and ask him, hey, we'd like to work out an agreement where we can advertise to your fans and we'd like to see your stats, then you're getting like the pure raw file of all the actual fans rather than this mixed soup of interests that may or may not even be um, positive toward what you're trying to advertise. So I'm super excited about this. And the search functionality, maybe you can find pages that you never even considered that you hadn't even thought of targeting. So this is fantastic. So, so the news about how this broke out, and we've got some screen shares on this, so let's bring that up. Oh, and we do. <laughs> essentially, and by the way, credit to TechCrunch, this was actually leaked screenshots of Facebook's promotional uh, materials for the tool. And these were first um, gotten by a German site called allfacebook.de. And essentially, this 
uh, project is <laughs> talking about branded content matching. So like you said, it's it's finding a page owner, not just the fans, but just the, the page owner and and basically connecting with uh, the fans that they want to reach so they can see stats about that audience and then contact them to figure out a way to strike up a deal. And, you know, as you can see in here, there's a lot of different, you know, um, you've got all these different creators and it talks about different percentages of audience match and reach and engagement and follower numbers and even video views. So all these different stats. I mean, this is this is kind of interesting. I mean, I didn't know that Facebook was going to be so forthcoming when it comes to allowing, you know, us non page owners to see the details about these. Now, whether or not this is something that uh, you have to be granted permission by that influencer to be able to even get a peek at. Uh, they do not say, but Facebook did confirm that they are testing this to help out businesses find creators so that they can partner with them and that the creators uh, you know, can work with them and, and they can work with their Facebook content and, and fan base when it comes to this. So, I mean, influencer marketing is a thing that still a lot of people – are trying to wrap their heads around and it's interesting and even almost behemoth in a way for Facebook to be entering into this space, right? Right. No, I think it's really interesting. And there's a question here from Eileen, you know, can we opt out? Initially in this test, creators have to opt into the test. So I'm assuming that in the future that you would have to opt in to be part of this search engine or if not, you at least will be given an option to opt out of the search engine. I'm hoping that everybody's opted in and then it, they can just <laughs> opt out if they, well, if they want to. And, and, and there you go. Again, it's the juxtaposition of am I a person or am I a marketer? And, and yes, you and I are both. And, and a lot of marketers, right. we hope you're people too. But we all are people, consumers, <laughs> and we all are marketers also. And so it's this conflicting like, ooh, as a marketer, I want all the data. But as a consumer, it's how much do I want to give away? I mean, that's that's the thought behind a lot of the conversation that's going on in marketing right now, especially today, today being happy GDPR day. So, yeah, (laughs) well, you know, here's here's the thing with this. I'm looking at this and it says, you know, home ownership, homeowners or renters. I wonder if this is going to be impacted by Facebook taking away a lot of that third party data for targeting because some of this stuff is provided by third party, mm-hmm. third party. So I'm, I, you know, I'm interested to see how that's going to impact the search engine because I'd like to bring back all of that data, please. Yeah, that would it, be fantastic. It, it's going to be interesting times moving forward for sure when it comes to how much data they're allowed to share for what purpose. Especially if they've not stated that purpose up front. So, exactly. Interesting. Um, Facebook. So, TechCrunch was also able to confirm with Facebook that the. um, It's going to allow them to. hammer out the deal with the influencer, there's not any talk about the money that Facebook would get a cut of the money. In other words, that they're just facilitating it. They're not even well, and they're not even facilitating it. Actually, they're technically not even taking a cut of the deal or uh, brokering the deal. It's just equipping a brand to be able to have that marketing play uh, with an influencer. It it gives you that option. Right, right. 
And so it's this is initially starting out as just it's a test and it's yeah. initially starting out with a set of lifestyle brands and creators. But I'm hoping that it quickly rolls out to all types of, of creators and brands that because I personally would find it super useful. Yeah. And, and I could see this working. I really could. Uh, but I think, again, it's yeah. going to be a caveat of how the people, the, the masses on Facebook, how willing they are to play along, so to speak. And, and for that matter, how willing the influencers are. Well, you know, I, and I, but I don't really see that it's going to have an impact on the average Facebook user because, I mean, think about it. You have brands that are looking for influencers and influencers are definitely looking for ways to monetize themselves. So I, I don't think it's going to have a huge impact on the average Facebook user unless they have a, a brand page. And then why wouldn't they want the potential to make more money? Yeah. So there's, there's huge potential here. Again, it's a Facebook test for now, but we thought it was big enough to share that Facebook is testing this and make you aware of it as a marketer so that you can put your thinking cap on and start to think about the possibilities uh, that are out there and even potentially start to look and see like, who are some of the people you'd want to partner with and reach out to once this tool potentially became available to you. So there you go. Uh, in other Facebook news, however, and this is concrete, they have rolled this out. This is out there. I've had it. A number of other people have it, and it's it's continuing continuing to roll out. Facebook has enhanced the uh, the admin resources and support for groups, and there's a number of different uh, details here when it comes to this. Uh, all for basically being geared. They're all geared towards helping group. Uh, admins manage and monitor and even uh, have even best practices when it comes to um, their Facebook groups. So a number of the different updates here, we can kind of go through real quick and then just kind of explain what they are. So uh, first and foremost, uh, these tools include more timely and personalized help from Facebook on issues, which when I posted this, some people are like, wait, hold up. They're going to let us talk to them. And get answers from them because Facebook, I mean, let's be honest, if you've ever gotten an answer from Facebook, like it's been rare, right? And what they've said that uh, they're even going to their goal is to with to reply, uh, I believe it was in within 24 hours, which I mean, I got to wonder where's the staffing coming from from for that since up till this point, yeah. it's been pretty hard to get a hold of somebody. Um also, they're they're rolling out online uh, an online learning destination that's going to have tutorials, product demos, case studies, so that group admins can look and see how other group admins are managing accounts, get ideas from that. Um, Pre approval for certain post member posting uh, group members, and then a quick and easy way to notify members when they have violated a rule and be able to uh, add notes when an admin removes that post so that they can go back to it and have that for monitoring. A, a lot of different stuff in here. So we can start to break this down and, and really, you know, come up with some of the, 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 uh, the use cases for this. I could see mm-hmm. a lot of different reasons why, I mean, group members, group managers, they, they were jumping for joy when we posted about this. So I think probably one of the most helpful parts is going to be the pre-approval of content. So you have certain members that you trust and you know that they're not going to post spam or mm-hmm. anything that's going to be breaking the rules. And so you 
take them out of the equation by pre-approving all their posts. And so that's one less thing that you have to monitor. I think that's going to be incredibly helpful to admins. I agree. Yeah, that being able to pre-approve certain people's posts to always be trusted and just uh, automatically post because you trust them versus having to have them, their posts also in a queue of moderate, you know, po- posts that are held for moderation. Because come on, I mean, certain right. groups, you don't want to just let anybody post anything at all times. You want to make sure exactly. that the stuff, you know, gets held before you can approve it. But being then that means that the amount of content coming into the group is uh, going through a bottleneck. And so by mm-hmm. being able to pre-approve these people, that's that's a huge uh, help there. I, I think probably the the biggest thing for me, though, and I wonder how this is going to end up getting used, is this admin customer support option that they're putting forth. This way yeah. to I mean, they say it's to report an is- to report an issue or to ask a question directly to Facebook. And again, their aim is to reply to those those reports or those questions within one business day. And I, I just got to wonder, like, how many group admins or, or how many people are going to create a group and become an admin just so they get that option so then they can ask a question directly to Facebook that doesn't have anything to do with that group, you know, just so they can get a hold of somebody. You're <laughs> I, sneaky. I, I'm just, yeah, hey, I see how your mind I'm works. Tr- I'm trying not to give <laughs> bad ideas, but I, I mean, my mind instantly went there because we get a yeah. lot of private messages, we of, of messenger messages for our Facebook page. And it's about yeah. this kind of topic. It's my page is gone. My page has been banned. My I got reported for this. Like and the, the main thread through all of them is how can I get a hold of somebody at Facebook? And if they're opening up this option, you better believe like it's going to be used for something other than what they want it to be. So they, they need to be aware of that. Here, here I am lecturing Facebook. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they're listening. Yeah. Well, you know, they're always listening. But uh, the one of the other cool things to these two other th- cool things, actually. So the admin educational resources, these these tutorials, these case studies and other pieces of information that are going to be gathered from experienced admins and then given in this portal. Actually, there's a portal link. I forget. Uh, we've probably got it here somewhere to be able to share. Uh, yes, it's facebook.com slash community. So that's where that will be. And, if, and in fact, so you don't have to be a group member or group admin to be able to get access to that. That's a public URL, facebook.com slash community. And that's where you'll find all those different tutorials, product demos, case studies, etc. So that's pretty cool. I mean, they want people to be better at using Facebook for this reason. So again, good. Good thought. Yeah. And I think another aspect here is the you can have now rules for when somebody or rather when someone violates the rules, there's Mm -hmm. new features to let them know, hey, this is, you know, what you've done and the rule that you violated. So they're saying, you know, quick and simple way to notify members when they violated a rule. I think that will be super helpful, too, especially when you have kind of a wild group that, um, you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, being able to, again, that's this is all part of moderation to, to be a moderator, to be an admin of a group. I mean, again, people, you, you, if you if you're doing a best practices, you've got rules in place. And if you have rules in right. place, people are going to break them. And when people break them, you have to have a way to notify them. So by adding this to the overall um, ecosystem of a Facebook group, it means that we're allowing for community to thrive 
more often and more successfully because you're able to privately reach out and say, hey, that post, we removed it. Here's why. Just wanted to let you know we're, you know, we're still ecstatic to have you in our group. Something along, something yeah. along those lines, you know? Yeah. And there's a log to keep notes of, you know, why you did this. Yeah. And I and I assume that, you know, hopefully the log is searchable so you can see if you have one member that's continually violating the rules. You can be like, sorry. Yeah. So so that is the update. I mean, this is pretty interesting. I know that I saw people were pretty ecstatic when we posted about this in a couple different places. Uh, group admins especially Facebook group admins, they're spending a lot of time in groups and a lot of effort. These tools are going to help them out immensely, I believe. And we've already heard back from a lot of people who who are looking for them and have found them helpful. I do want to point to where you can find them. It seems that at this point, the only place you can find them is by going to the mobile app and going to your page and then underneath the, um, what's it called, cover image that a group, sorry, the group cover photo that you'll see something that says admin tools. And by tapping there, you'll start to see the breakdown and the listing out of these different tools. So there you go. That's uh, that's that. I, I, I really think this is going to help a lot of people. So I do too. Yeah. Next up, Instagram updates. So this is, I, I think, some of the the bigger, uh, well, not bigger, but this is definitely going to have an impact on Instagram for a while. And I know it's going to have an impact on me as a personal Instagram user. The marketing implications are what we've been talking about, again, with people on our Facebook page. And you can go join that conversation, facebook.com slash examiner. So the first update we have is that Inst- Instagram is introducing a mute button. And what this does it's a mute button that's going to allow you to hide posts or stories or both. Now, we've already had the ability to hide stories up till this point. I've done that with some people because, honestly, I want to follow them on Instagram, but I didn't want to follow their stories because their stories weren't great. And I don't know if they're still doing them or not, but whatever. And that's exactly the point of this button. But for the news feed, for the – is that what they call it? The news feed? Instagram news feed? I don't know. Instagram feed? Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Yes. Feed. Yeah. So – What this does is this is essentially rolling out the ability to do on Facebook. What you do over there is, oh, that's my mom. I'll give I'll just give that example. That's my mom. Uh, She posts too much. I'm not going to unfriend my mom on Facebook, but I will mute her so I don't see her stuff on Facebook. She can still private message me. She can still tag me, all that kind of stuff. She can still mention me in a comment, but I won't see her in the feed. And exactly that is what the mute button does now on Instagram, if that makes yep. sense, if you follow along. So, yeah. So mute your mom. No, kidding. Uh, <laughs> but the implications of this, of mute rolling out over the next few weeks and what that means for brands. Do you have any thoughts on that? Like, what does this mean for marketers? Um, <laughs> you better hope you don't get muted. Well, so, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Well, I, you know, I would say it's like anything else when you, especially as a marketer, when you create a story or share a post, make sure that it's quality. Don't just be throwing up stuff on the, you know, on Instagram, just be so you can have a post. Like I know a lot of people that's been like, oh my gosh, I haven't posted today. And so, oh, let me hurry up and, you know, put something up there real quick. Don't do that. Just make sure when you do post that it's quality and that way you're much less likely to have people mute you. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yep. That's I my agree. thoughts on it. I think that's the thing. I mean, I, isn't that what we've been talking about for a few months now is this feeling oh, yeah. of arbitrarily having to post whether you have something to say or not. And that that's not what we should be doing. We should be joining the conversation that's already being had. And that's what we've been trying to do here at Social Media Examiner with our Facebook page. If you've not seen that, like that's what we we stopped posting links. We've only just now started to post one or two again, but mostly for, for a whole other different reason. I'm not going to go into that anyway. Private message me well, if you want to talk about that. But there's another aspect to this, too. And they probably should think about is if Instagram i.e. Facebook, start seeing that you're being muted by a lot of people mm-hmm. is, is, a, is a business, is a business. That you're being muted by a lot of people, that's, I'm sure, going to send signals to Instagram that, hey, this is not great content. Maybe it shouldn't be showing up so much. And, you know, all of those little signals go into the algorithm. Yeah. So, well, and another I, reason to. Ex- yeah, exactly. It's, it's exactly that. It's, that. it's those signals that the people who are consuming the content send about the content that then the platform notices and then adjust the algorithm accordingly. And that's what you should be. I don't want to use the word afraid, but that's what you should be aware of as a Mm -hmm. business on any of these platforms that have an algorithm is don't create for the sake of creating, create, figure out and create quality content and not just content, but quality interactive content. Right. Mm-hmm. So that okay. that's what the mute po- the mute button says to me personally. Um, yeah. So they, they Instagram has said that this mute button is rolling out over the coming weeks and that the it, it's easy. All you need to do is when you land on as you're scrolling through your uh, Instagram feed is you'll see the triple dots in the upper right whenever you have a, a new post come up and you tap that and then it brings up as we see in the official um images that you've got all these different options. You can block them, you can report them, but the new one is mute. And then when you tap that, you have the ability to tap mute posts, mute story, or mute posts and story. So be careful what you post. (laughs) I know. Ominous. Or how often you post, because it may not be that your content is bad, but if you're posting all the time, frequency is another factor to keep in mind here. So. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the first update. The second one is that Instagram is testing an alert that says, you're all caught up. You've seen all the new posts from the last 48 hours. So Instagram has not yet you know, provided detail on how this works, but they've confirmed that uh, they are testing the feature. And it's not confirmed whether or not uh, that this was posts all the posts from the last few days or just the best posts from the last few days. Right. So there's still that debate of, uh, you know, we're never going to get I mean, I, I truly believe we're never going to get a, a go back to a non all as all algorithmic feed on any of the social networks that have switched to that. But this update, this you're you're all caught up. You've seen all new posts from the past 48 hours. The language, when it says all new posts, makes you think all new posts, all of right. them from everyone you followed. You've seen all of them. And some people are like, wait, all of them, like really all of them or just all of them mm-hmm. that you would have shown me under the new algorithm. Be clear here. Right. You know, right. So well, it, 
Honestly, this one confuses me a little bit. Most of the time when when Instagram or Facebook does something, I think, okay, I understand that. That makes sense most of the time. Mm-hmm. But this one confuses me. It's like saying Instagram's telling everybody, okay, you're caught up. You can leave now. See ya. Right. And, you know, why would they encourage people to leave the platform? That confuses me a little bit. Well, but- that so so here's another thing. And and in and as you can see here, this is an image uh that was that is you know, all credit to um TechCrunch for Tech providing crunch. this. They they're showing you this that it says again, you're all caught up. You've seen all new posts from the last 48 hours. This does not surprise me actually and and for a good reason. Because even Mark Zuckerberg back in January amidst all the other algorithmic newsfeed changes over on Facebook that you know questionably will be coming over here because they own it. He said the other thing where he said we that people will be saying or sorry, people will be spending less time on Facebook, but get a better experience and that that is their goal. Now, don't get me wrong. People, they already knew people were spending less time on Facebook. People are yeah. spending less time on all the different social cha- social channels in a sense because they've got all these different social channels, but also they come in, they scroll a little bit and then they stop. But if you knew that there was an indicator that when you came in and you scrolled for a while, that would then say, okay, here's the line. You got this far. You're now caught up. That in a sense, that's actually really productive, right? Like I'm looking at this from a productive and positive angle where if I could go into Instagram, open it up and just scroll till I knew I'd seen everything and just interact up till that point, it's almost like saying, okay, you're done. Like we're cutting you off. Well, we're not cutting you off, but they're just letting you know you could be you have the choice to cut cut yourself off here is what I should should be saying. Or or maybe it will like have the opposite effect and it will trigger this this thought like, hey, I maybe I need to go find some other new content. Maybe there's some other new pages I can follow or people that I can follow. I hadn't thought about that. That's a great insight. Like, oh, I'm already caught up. Man, I didn't see as much or enough that was interesting. Maybe I should go find more people to follow, right? Yeah. That's yeah. A good. I hadn't thought about that. Good insight. So, well, it's my insight for the week, so I'm glad <laughs> I got it out there and I'm done now. So. Nice, nice. So, so this is testing. They they've not said this is officially going to roll out, but again, the fact that they that they are thinking about this and it's one of their uh ideas to help you enjoy Instagram more and have a more quality experience there. Um Again, the details as to specifics on what it means literally when they say all posts is still up for grabs. Yeah. But there you go. So uh, this next one, though, I think you're probably pretty interested in this one. So basically what the news is, is that Facebook is going to allow us to take organic posts and create ads out of them. On Instagram. Kind of like on did I say Facebook? I'm sorry. Instagram. Well, it, Instagram. I mean, it's, it's still Facebook. It's it's, it's using Facebook. Power Editor and Ads Manager in Facebook. It's just with Instagram posts. So you're, right, you're exactly. not wrong. So, <laughs> no, well, well, I told you I already have my insight for the week, so I'm done. But there you go. No, this is, um, so this is, uh, you can take organic posts and create ads out of them. The caveat being that it's only a photo post or an uh, individual video for now. So like if there's a carousel or story, branded content, Instagram shopping posts, none of those are supported right now. It's just individual videos and photo posts for now. But you can 
essentially do the same thing as is boosting it, but only you have to go through the ads manager. Mm-hmm. And it says power editor, but I think everyone's been transitioned to ads manager now, as far as I know. But anyway, so this is pretty exciting because if you, you get kind of a chance to see how your content is doing. And if you have this great piece of content, that's really, really doing wonderfully think, Hey, that would make a fine looking ad and yeah. go and do it. So. Yeah. And the, I mean, and it seems like it's going to be pretty seamless for that yeah. process to happen, which is especially what you would assume would be the benefit of doing that. Because if you've already created that content, the ability to just take it and then start a brand new ad with it uh, from scratch, whether, you know, anyway, that's going to be a longer process. So well, this, this seems well, like it's going to work. I think that this is great because a lot of times when you are creating ads for Instagram, you don't you don't really know what's going to work, but this kind of also gives you ability to test stuff. Like say you're, you're trying to decide between two different ad formats. You can just put them as organic posts, see which is doing better and then boom, make it an ad. So this is, this is great for advertisers. Yeah. So there you go. That, I mean, again, so that's three things for, for Instagram this week, all in one that uh, pretty interesting uh, changes, whether that, whether they're actually rolling out, which, is with two of them or that they're they're testing something that's pretty uh inter- has pretty interesting implications with the third one. Well, I should I should um mention here that the there's only going to be a few objectives that advertisers are going to have access to. It's brand awareness, post engagement, reach and video views. Okay. So that first off that makes me think that because you can't have links in those organic posts. Right. So having a conversion or link click ad, something like that, it wouldn't work anyway. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why they limit it to those four ad types. True. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So uh, moving on here. So this one's interesting. Uh, YouTube has confirmed that it is replacing the reverse chronological order where videos are served uh, in a feed where you're sub- of, of the feed of where you're subscribed to certain channels um, that they are testing with some users the ability to uh, switch that up. That, that in other words, they are doing it in a more recommended video setting in what they know or what they think you they know about you <laughs> and what you will want to watch. So um, this was uh, – actually, we found this over on Mac Rumors, which was pretty interesting. And uh, as, as they confirmed it. Like, the, And in fact, they actually confirmed it in a tweet. And so they said um, they're presenting a chrono- chronological list of every video that's been posted uh, you know, yesterday, this week, this month, for example. But in the experiment, the order was placed in uh, what Team YouTube <laughs> – I've never heard of that. Team YouTube called a personalized order, which means that in the watch – you know, they, they bring into factor the viewer's watch history as well as other factors to then rem- recommend videos from your subscriptions. And so I, I don't know. This Again, this is yet another algorithmic – change seeping into uh, yet another social network. Yeah. And I I guess uh, a lot of YouTubers are not particularly happy about this. Yeah. I saw a a tweet where it was like, why are my videos not all in order? And it was all caps. And then YouTube (laughs) YouTube responded and said, we are testing this. Yeah. And so pretty interesting. 
I, you know, again, I, I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I'm not a huge like I subscribe to a, these channels only and I watch them in this order kind of a person. But yeah. I could see, you know, diehard YouTube fans getting upset about this for sure. Well, I guess this comes back to do you trust the algorithm to know more about what you want than what you know you want? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you might think you want this particular way, but if you just sit back and relax, you might find that the stuff being served to you is actually in the order that you would have watched it anyway. So, yeah, potentially. Just relax. That's yes. (laughs) Yes. So uh, in other news. So here's another interesting. We got a, a, a string here of, of different Twitter pieces. So this first one is yeah, interesting. Yeah, this one is interesting. So Twitter has launched a pilot ad program called the Twitter Timeline Ads. And this new program allows publishers, like say, for example, Social Media Examiner, to generate revenue for their site with ads shown in its embedded timelines. And the thought on this is that if you say you're a website, and you have your little Twitter feed embedded on your site, Twitter, if you agree to this, Twitter will then intersperse ads within your tweets on your timeline that's been embedded. So, you know, first of all, you have to opt into this and it's a way of generating revenue. And, but essentially what this comes down to is Twitter is becoming much like Google's display network or Facebook audience network. And so they are, they've come up with their own way to provide programmatic mm-hmm. advertising. Yeah. Um, so this is, you know, I think this is pretty interesting. And if you, you know, maybe this is a chance for some of the bigger publishers to, again, monetize and get back some of that revenue that they've lost by having free content. And I I mean, I would love to see it because take Business Insider, for example, you go into try to read an article and then it says, oh, well, this is, you know, only for people that subscribe or blah, 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 blah. And that's really annoying. So giving them a way now to an additional way to monetize their content and maybe forego that annoyingness would be great. Yeah. So, and, and apparently you've got to sign up and then be invited to this. So. Right. It's, it's invite only though. You can submit on this form that we have shown right here. And I'm sure that, I'm sure that we have the, yep. The link is right there. Grace put it. Grace, you're awesome. Anyway. So um, you can go ahead and, and submit your website and they can consider you and perhaps you will get an invite to participate in this test. I think it's very interesting and it's it's going to make Twitter's investors happy because, hey, it's a new revenue generator for Twitter, too. Yeah. Well, in other Twitter news, uh, Twitter actually is doing away with more stuff, which, uh, you know, hey, if they were to streamline more so that they can focus and continue to improve, uh, that's probably the only way forward for them. Right. And that's probably a a shared opinion for a lot of people, Uh, unless you like the apps they're getting rid of. Like in the past, they'd gotten rid of um, some of the uh, like the the most recently, I think it was the Mac desktop app that they killed. Mm -hmm. So now they're killing their TV apps or some of them, I should say. They're killing the Twitter for Roku, the Twitter for Android TV, Twitter for Xbox. And it they're saying that it has to do with the GDPR, but yep. the Apple 
TV app still exists. I literally went and checked on my own Apple TV to check and it was still there. Now that said, I'm not really using it. So I actually deleted it after that myself anyways. But uh, yeah, they've been doing a lot of streaming, streamlining and, you know, when it comes to their own stuff as well as Mm -hmm. third party stuff. So yeah, but again, they said that it had to do with compliance with GDPR and I, yeah. you know, we'll see. So as of now, as of a day ago, they, they are gone. Bye-bye. Yeah. So in other Twitter news, um, Twitter has updated its mobile web, Twitter Lite, and Windows versions of Twitter, Twitter for Windows, and they now support night mode real-time updates on replies, likes, and retweets, and a new tweet composer window. So this is great for places that, you know, they don't have the bandwidth to use the full native app on their mobile device. And uh, I think we've got an example of that here somewhere. So, you know, we do actually. And that's my bad. Oh, well, this is just a tweet about that. And so... Yeah, it doesn't really show anything. I wish it would show the new tweet composer. I think right. that would be kind of interesting to see, but we don't have a screenshot of that. I'm sorry. So that's the news. They've just come up with some some new updates for the, again, the mobile web version, Twitter Lite, and Twitter for Windows. Interesting. So Facebook, next up, Facebook, more Facebook news. Uh, Facebook has rolled out, or they're, they're coming out with, I should say, um, the marketplace tweak that is allowing the listing of basically local home service professionals. So what they mean by that is, you know, people who clean homes, plumbers, contractors, um, you know, all those different home, uh, home advisors, different, you know, all those different kinds of things. And this is interesting because this new tool is going to be powered by party, uh, sorry, data from third party partners, uh, such as Handy, Home Advisor, and Porch. And it's going to give access then to ratings, reviews, credentials, locations, and you'll be able to receive instant quotes on jobs. This is pretty interesting. Um, it is. I, I'm a little torn by this because already, I mean, originally Marketplace was really cool and we and we still use it here at my house, but Marketplace started off really simple. It was just what around you locally people have posted for sale. That has gone on now for a while, like actually over a year now when we moved into our house and we, we there was stuff here that we inherited with the house that we sold off and then bought other things off marketplace. As this past year has gone on, however, they've added in eBay stuff or deals or this and now and now this marketplace, these services. And so right. it's starting to become a bit crowded. I almost want them to do wow. like they say they're doing with Messenger and clean it up a bit, simplify it, uh, maybe make this a different thing in some other, you know, corner of the app. I don't know. Maybe that that wouldn't give it the right visibility. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. And so this is rolling out now and people are going to be able to browse Facebook Marketplace and search for home service professionals. And we'll, we'll see. You know, Amazon, I mean, Amazon did this. Amazon started offering professional services that you could basically order right off of Amazon. And I did it a couple of times looking for a new gardener and actually looking for someone new to clean our house. And 
it was kind of a disaster because they didn't have these verification procedures in place. The people just didn't show up and you're kind of taking a chance. It's almost like going off of Craigslist. Mm -hmm. So I like that there is verification and a way of making you feel a little bit more comfortable about hiring people to do services. Yeah. So Well, and, and Ruth, who's in our live show, she says she's ha- used both Handy and Home Advisor. So she's interested to see how they are integrated into Facebook. I think that's mm-hmm. the maybe the key piece here is that they're tapping into the ratings and reviews, that social proof of how right. well of a possible, um, you know, client or how, how well of a possible um, contractor or, or whatever, whoever you need. Exactly. How well they are, that, how others have said they are, in other words. so Right. And that was the piece missing from Amazon. So this, but I, I agree with you that they've taken something very, very simple concept, which is, some, you know, selling, buying and selling between friends. And now they're starting to do what they did with Messenger and throw all these other aspects into it until pretty soon you're like, whoa, yeah just simplify. So- there may be hope that they will maybe separate them and separate services from products or whatever. We'll see. Well, as long as they make it where you tap on that little marketplace button and you have then the option of where to go, you know, one one more step, yeah. that's fine. But just kind of break it out a little bit more. So, yeah. again, that's my personal user experience, user experience because I do use Facebook Marketplace. And I think I would probably consider using this as well. So, as part yeah. of Marketplace. Uh, but speaking yeah. of other review sites. So Yelp is coming out with something as well. Yeah. So Yelp has come out with Yelp collections and they promise to deliver fresh up-to-date content that helps you connect with local businesses. So this new feature, um, new businesses and top recommendations across the whole Yelp ecosystem will be served as personalized recommendations based on individual activity, i.e., an algorithm. Mm-hmm. Yay. So um, Yelp will also provide curated content and enable users to create personal collections. And so you, like if you want to create your own little collection of, you know, our favorite date night places to go or whatever, you can create your own collection like that and, you know, keep up to date on them. But um, otherwise they have this uh, unique collection called recommended for you. And it's going to give you new recommendations every week. And, According to Yelp, you know, the more you use it, the better, more personalized these recommendations will become. Yeah, I like the fact that, again, this is kind of algorithmic. The image that we're looking at here, you know, courtesy of VentureBeat, uh, it seems like these collections are going to be potentially very useful in Mm -hmm. terms of how they show this to you. And I I honestly can't believe that up till this point, Yelp wasn't – curating based on uh, the different, um, you know, personal collections, your friends collections right. and the, the ratings and rankings and all that kind of stuff. It was just more. Uh, and I even used Yelp a couple weeks ago when we were figuring out where to go for a, birth, a friend's birthday party out of, ta- you know, one yeah. town over. And so, um, yeah, I can't believe that they weren't already doing this. So this this is, I think, a pretty good d- thing. Didn't Google do something similar to this a little ways back? I think I remember talking about that, that Google started their own ability to basically put together collections of favorite places. Yes, they did. And I do remember that. Yeah. That does seem familiar. Yeah. For sure. I'm yeah. sure we recorded so, on but, it. But, uh, this, 
Yeah. So this is a good addition to Yelp. And and then also is you in this first image demonstrates all of your bookmarks are now put into your very first collection. So oh. if you bookmark places, you now have them in your very first collection. And then I'm sure though you can break them down into, you know, other simplified collections. Very cool. Yeah, that's helpful. I, I like that yeah. idea. So I do too. I think my, I think I might use Yelp more. Uh, in other news, Facebook has now uh, announced that they are no longer going to require a phone number to enable two-factor authentication. Up till this point, they were uh, requiring a phone number, but they've redesigned that feature now to make the process easier to use uh, when using a third-party authentication app like, say, Google Authenticator or the Duo Security, which is both for desktop and mobile, and they're not making a phone number mandatory anymore. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, since you can't search by phone number on Facebook anymore, which I'm still a little ticked off about, I guess it it's not as important that they have those phone numbers. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So... Um, let's see what else we have here. Ah, I think, yeah, in Facebook. our, in our final news, Facebook. Yeah. Another Facebook. Let me get up the screen share for everyone to see here. So Facebook is, um, after people have asked Facebook to provide a clear explanation of what information it collects and how it uses the data, Facebook is now popping up in the newsfeed alerts that ask users to review their preferences and details around advertising facial recognition and information they've chosen to share on their profile. So initially this was required as part of uh, GDPR, but Facebook expanded it worldwide. You know, it's going to pop up in your newsfeed. So, Hey, you know, do you want to review this information and helping people better understand what information Facebook collects and how they can prevent the collection of that data? Yeah. So and I know a number of people have already seen this pop up and they said that it's going to be popping up for a, a lot of other people over mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, over the coming weeks. So. Right. Uh, yeah. Can't hurt. Can't can't hurt to no. take another look at your privacy settings and, and what you're doing there. Seems like we get that pretty often, though, you know, like every other. But this one's different. This one's a bit different. So. And this, I mean, to me, it feels like Facebook is, again, uh, trying to win back consumer trust. And this is just another Mm -hmm. way that they're doing that. Yep. And, you know, hey, good on them. They need the positive PR. Yeah. So and that is the news for the week. I'd like to say special thanks to Jeff C for handling the simulcast today, as well as Grace Duffy, Grace Duffy, our show producer. And you can get this show. We'd love for you to show up at a live show by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show and getting this show on your weekly calendar. Or again, if you miss a live show, then you can go listen to this show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Just search for Social Media Marketing Podcast and then you'll subscribe and get the new episodes dropping every Monday. Show notes for this episode, everything we've talked about, all the links, you can find those every Saturday on socialmediaexaminer.com. And our next show will be next Friday, 
Friday, June 1st at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And again, you can find out how to get that show on your calendar at socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. We'd love for you to share this, subscribe to it in any and all of the ways possible. And until next show, we want to say thank you and have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Thank you. See ya. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.